46, and thank you for that song. I think that's one of the first ones, uh, solos, like I've heard you uh, a long time ago. Is that the one you sang at that banquet years ago? Uh, Valentine's Banquet, uh, when we were kids. Uh, and uh, so today's our anniversary, by the way. We're 29, she's put up for me 29 years. I always kid, I say it seems like five minutes and it's underwater, you know. And, uh, but, uh, uh, but it's been a blessing, I'm thankful. And, and uh, so I remember, I remember singing that at the banquet. And uh, we had on like match, she had a, you know, uh, dress, I had a matching tie, and, and uh, we were in Bible college, and so she was singing that, and, uh, and I was just like, uh, she's an angel, and, uh, and so I got to uh, marry that angel, and 29 years, we're thankful for uh, all the Lord has done, and, and so thank you for singing that song, it kind of brought me back to that time uh, when I could get up out of the chair easier, uh, and, uh, and stuff, so that was, that was a blessing, amen. Psalm 46, and uh, while you're finding your way back there, uh, this psalm, if you remember uh, the kind of uh, rules of hermeneutics when you're interpreting the Bible, and uh, it's important for us to read. I love the psalms. Uh, I think uh, that it's important for us to know where they came from, who, uh, who the psalm uh, author is. Of course, all of it by inspiration of God. God is the author. Uh, but he uses different men. Uh, sometimes it's David uh, and uh, in the Psalms many times. Uh, but there's little things at the beginning. Uh, so it says, The confidence which the church hath in God at the beginning of mine. There's little notes at the beginning of Psalm 46. To the chief musician for the sons of Korah. Uh, and if you know the biblical history and who they were, uh, all that. A song upon Elamoth. And so all those labels and titles and all have meaning to them. Uh, which adds significance to uh, the Psalms and give us context to the Psalms. Um, when we had this theme, Be Still, in 2016, our theme verse uh, for that year was verse number 10 uh, from Psalm 46. And, uh, and, uh, and we treated it, I believe, fairly. Uh, we alluded to this context, which I will uh, uh, today. Uh, but when you think of being still... Uh, we, we think of uh, different things in our vernacular uh, today. Um, you know, if I, you know, I remember going hunting, you know, with my dad uh, one of the first times, and uh, we were in Minnesota, and uh, he's, we, we would still hunt. We would be in a deer stand, uh, and we'd get in that deer stand like 45 minutes before it got light and be in there until 45 minutes uh, after it got dark and freezing cold. And, and I remember, and it was, it was 10 below zero, uh, and, uh, and I was, I think I was maybe 11, 10 below zero. We were 60 feet up in a cedar tree, uh, in a cedar swamp, uh, and, uh, and um, freezing to death. And uh, it almost killed me for, like, wanting to hunt, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it was like, really? I just, can we just buy the meat? Uh, and uh, so uh, we were up there and freezing. I was shaking, like, all day long. And, uh, but when, when, if you've ever hunted, there's this thing that's called buck fever. And, uh, and so it happens, it happens more after you're done shooting than uh, at the beginning. Uh, but how many, how many have experienced buck fever before? All right. And, uh, and so um, the, the deer would come out and, uh, and I didn't, I couldn't shoot at the time. So it was too young. Uh, and, uh, but um, my dad was telling me, you know, you know, be still. And I'm like, I can't, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, you're shaking because it's cold and now it's buck fever. And so we think of being still like, you know, like, you know, still like stop moving. All right. We think of uh, being still as getting quiet. Um, uh, we this week at youth camp, uh, one of the uh, 
I, the things that we taught uh, the young people, and we do, and, and here at church as well, uh, that we need to get alone with God. Uh, and uh, so uh, part of one of the things we do is we get their cell phones. We don't want them to be on their cell phones. By the way, uh, there is great instruction on social media and the dangers of that in one of the sessions uh, this uh, last week, and, uh, which is important for them. It's important for all of us. And uh, Brother, um, um, what's his name? Yeah, Brother Smith. Uh, he, uh, uh, he preached on that and taught on it, uh, talked about the algorithms, and for those of you who um, don't like math, it's math, uh, and uh, that they use to target you and, uh, and everything. It's great stuff, and, and so you get targeted just as well as the teenagers, but we want them to turn their cell phones in, and uh, there's no you know, Netflix, there's nothing for that week, uh, and to just spend some time with the Lord. So there's a lot of preaching, uh, a lot of that. Uh, but one of the things they did was their God night time. And God night time, uh, they're instructed to go and find a spot on the campus uh, and uh, spend some time uh, in quietness, uh, alone with the Lord, uh, and uh, just to pray, to read their Bible, uh, and uh, to just to be still and to be, and to be quiet. Uh, and uh, and uh, there's also kind of a built-in, I mean, that's, they need to be away from their friends. Sometimes our guys will go uh, back in the dorm and, you know, they're on a bunker over here and they're teenagers and so they might not be as quiet as they, as they need to be. Uh, but the goal is to, uh, to, to shut off all of the, the outside influences uh, and then uh, spend some time with the Lord. So I think of stillness and, uh, of, of just not moving uh, and, uh, and being quiet, uh, maybe being contemplative, uh, maybe meditation, not like, you know, uh, yoga meditation, uh, but meditating on God's Word. Uh, we're to meditate on it day and night, the Bible says, and uh, that's the key to prosperity and success. We read about that in the book of Joshua, uh, and uh, God promises blessing. Where This is not a prosperity preaching church, uh, but there are um, blessings attached to um, reading the Bible and meditating on God's Word. Uh, for our young people and for all of us, uh, that's the way we cleanse our life, by taking heed thereto according to uh, Thy Word. We're to hide His Word in our heart uh, that we might not sin against Him. Uh, and so the Word of God we know, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's all sufficient, uh, it has everything we need, uh, and we need to spend more time in it than we do. Uh, and, uh, and camp was a, a wonderful time, uh, and we, you, we, you see the effects of that uh, on young people while you're at camp and then beyond. And again, that has a, camp has a special place in my heart because I got saved at camp, and, uh, and uh, several of the other preachers that were there, Brother uh, um, uh, Gaddis, uh, he was saved at youth camp uh, as well. So we think of it as being still. Now, um, I was talking about the context uh, and this verse, we, we misapply it a lot of times like we do a lot of verses in the Bible because we don't think about the immediate context, all right? Now, in Psalm 46, and we won't read, reread it, uh, but uh, verse number one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Aren't you glad that he's those things to us? Uh, and we know that he is a present help in time of need. He's our, our shield and buckler. God's described uh, in many ways uh, that way. And here's a description of God. So the first um, nine verses of Psalm 46 uh, is the psalmist writing in third person. All right. And he's talking about God. Uh, and and uh, all of the things uh, that he is. It's kind of, um, in a way, um, like poetic hyperbole. 
right? We, um, hyperbole is when we, we kind of um, we, we blow things up. It's, it's like we're exaggerating uh, about what something. Uh, hyperbole can be positive, it can be negative. Uh, in like, you know, I, I'll, since it's our anniversary, I can get away with this. Uh, my wife would say like, you know, you never put away your laundry, which is pretty close, but I do sometimes put it away. Uh, and so if she said you never put your laundry away, that would be hyperbole, right? And uh, so remember that, write that down if you're taking notes. Uh, and uh, hyperbole. Uh, and, uh, but here's like poetic hyperbole when he says, therefore, verse number two, we will not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried uh, into the midst of the sea. Is that, uh, and so he's saying um, he's there for us we're not going to fear, even if the, you know, the earth fell apart and the mountains crumbled, um, something that he, they weren't going to necessarily experience or the mountains be moved to the sea. So he is, he is speaking in hyperbole. It's in third person, uh, speaking about the Lord. Uh, though the waters roar and trouble, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, I'm not going to fear. So whatever had taken place prior to this psalm being penned, um, it, there's a number of things. It could have been uh, uh, they were at war. Uh, it could have been Jerusalem uh, was in peril. It could be, um, this could be a warning to the enemies of God's people. Uh, I've, I've read where, uh, where that could be a reason for the psalm, uh, basically saying, um, you know, that, uh, that God, God is for us, and if God's for us, then who can be against us? Uh, so they're, they're, he's saying God is great, uh, and he is our refuge and strength and a present help. Uh, and so he, whatever it was, there was some strife and conflict. Uh, it could have been um, that they were in battle. It could be any number of things. But what we can understand uh, is that there was trouble and there was difficulty, uh, and God is dealing with that in this psalm, uh, and they're singing it. This is a, uh, something that they would, uh, they would sing. Psalms are songs, and, uh, and there's the poetry to them, and they're laid out in certain ways. So in hermeneutics, uh, I would say, you know, if there's a therefore, find out what it's there for, right? Uh, and, uh, and we look back at the context. So here we have third person. God is a refuge, uh, mountains, waters. Uh, God is in the midst of her, uh, shall not be moved. Verse number five, God shall help her in that right early. Then he says, the heathen raged and kingdoms were moved. Uh, and two times he says, the Lord of hosts is with us in verse number seven and verse number 11. Uh, and he said, he says, come behold the works uh, of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. Now, um, <clears throat> When he says that about, um, you know, come and look at what the desolations, God, we, when we read the Bible, the, New, the Old Testament in particular, God always uh, fought battles uh, for his people. Um, and sometimes it, it's, they didn't even, you know, shoot their bows. They didn't even wield their swords. Uh, they'd march around Jericho and the walls fell down. Uh, or God would cause something, and the enemies they'll kill themselves, and uh, and uh, and uh, there's just a lot of times if God's for us, greater is He than is that is in us, and He's in the world. Uh, we are overcomers; we're victorious. There's and pictures of that in the lives of Israel uh, that we are to take and apply to our life, uh, and this is one of those times where He's doing that, uh, and He says, "Come and see." Uh, the desolations. Come and see. And he was telling them uh, to, to look and to remember uh, the times that he had fought their battles for them. Uh, there were entire nations uh, 
that were destroyed as God, um, as God fought battles for, uh, for his people. Uh, and uh, he says in verse number 9, He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. Uh, he burneth the chariot uh, in fire. Uh, and he says, Be still and know that I am God. So when we think of be still, we think of being quiet, uh, not moving. Uh, but the Hebrew word, therefore, still has a different kind of uh, connotation uh, than, uh, than what we understand. Uh, that word be, or phrase, be still, uh, means to let go. Uh, it would mean for them to stop striving uh, or uh, to, uh, to let drop or to slacken. So when he says be still, if you can imagine, it's like, uh, let's say it's, it's battle. Uh, and it's war, and, uh, and they, would, they would fight with swords and spears and bows and arrows, as are mentioned here in this text. Uh, and if you think of two people engaged in a sword fight, uh, it, the, the idea is uh, that they become still, and they put down their weapons, uh, and then think about um, what, how good God is. Uh, he's saying you need to... You need to let down. Uh, you need to stop striving uh, and, to, and to let go uh, and then understand that um, and know that he is God and that he is going to be exalted among the heathen. He is going to be exalted uh, in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So he's, he's saying you need to stop fighting for a minute uh, and then really think about who fights your battles for you. Um, you need to be still uh, and, uh, and let go. So this be still, uh, this is a call for those involved in this context in war to stop fighting uh, and uh, to, um, uh, to interpret it as we do to be quiet in God's presentness, you know, his presence. Being quiet uh, is certainly helpful. Um, being, you know, finding a quiet place to have your devotions and to read your Bible and to pray, um, to not have uh, the distractions uh, like the young people where we, uh, you know, we don't have TV and this, that, whatever, all the activities, and, and you can just get in the Bible. All of that is very helpful. Um, and when we make that application in 2016 and other times when I preach, uh, it's certainly not outside of the realm uh, of the text. But for God's people being still, um, uh, involved to looking, it involved looking to God uh, for help, stopping what you're doing uh, and, uh, and ceasing to fight uh, in sometimes battles that they couldn't win and that the only way they were going to win it is if they let, they let God do it. And we have illustrations of that where they would try to do their own thing uh, and it caused casualties uh, and uh, when they obeyed the Lord, um, there's times where they would lift up, you know, their leader's arms. And when the arms went down, then they would lose. They lift them up. Uh, and uh, there were um, many times God says, you do this and I'm going to bless you. If you do this, <laughs> I'm not going to bless you. Uh, and they understood and they knew. Uh, but it's built into us this idea uh, that, that we have to fight uh, our own battles. Uh, we, we have a very difficult time taking our hands off of uh, the things that are taking place in our life. So he says to be still, uh, and you can find verses in the Bible. The Bible says in Exodus 14, verse number 14, the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. 
And there are a number of scriptures that deal with that. He says, stop striving, uh, stop fighting, stop trying to do things on your own, uh, and he will fight your battles for you. Then he says to know, uh, be still and know that I am God. Uh, That word know in this instance means to properly uh, ascertain by seeing. It's to acknowledge or uh, to be aware uh, and, uh, and to, uh, like, you think of how, does, how do we acknowledge God uh, in our hearts and life? Uh, how do we acknowledge God in stillness? Uh, when you think of who God is, He is, uh, he is uh, an, uh, he's everywhere. God is he's, he's omnipresent. Uh, and uh, we have all these words, omnipresence and uh, omniscience, uh, being uh, that he's all, um, uh, all-knowing, and he's omnipresent and omnipotent, he's all-powerful, he's a sovereign God, he's a faithful God, he's an infinite God, uh, he is good, and, and acknowledging God implies that when we realize who he is, when we know who he is, uh, that, uh, that we can trust him, that we can, we can surrender to his plan, uh, because we understand who God is. And so he says to let down, to be still, to let go, to let drop, stop striving, stop fighting. Uh, put your swords down for a minute and be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the heathen. Now, one way to illustrate this and being still and knowing with that phrase that he will be exalted, um, we, <coughs> we're living in perilous times. Um, I was, I can't remember who I was talking to uh, this last week about the end times and uh, maybe it's one of the kids in the, in the cabin. It's all a blur. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, what about this and that and the end times, whatever. And, and it's like the Lord's been, uh, they've been talking about him coming back for, uh, is it any minute? It's a moment twinkle of the eye. Oh, it was John. Uh, we were talking with John. We were in the cabin. That's what it was. It was John. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, but, but hey, by the way, it was great. Um, to, to, to come into the cabin. Uh, I think I was cooking uh, and to come up there to do something and, uh, and they're having a theological discussion in the cabin. That's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, because I've caught teenagers talking about a whole lot of other things uh, in my life. And so, uh, so that was like, hey, that's kind of cool. Uh, and uh, they're like, oh, and they brought up this or whatever. And, and, uh, and so anyways, that's, um, uh, that's awesome. Uh, and uh, so um, the end times, uh, so yes, we've been, we've been in the end times. And they've been preaching, you know, since, since Christ's, uh, you know, resurrection and ascension, you know, hey, it could come. And it could. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. Uh, and uh, the word of God uh, is, uh, is wonderfully, has wonderfully laid out God's prophetic plan uh, for the future. Uh, but people are stressed out. Uh, about what's going to happen, what's going to happen next. And we can have confidence in the Bible and, and really hopefully through those conversations uh, like that and preaching and reading your Bible, uh, you know that um, what the world, what the news says is going to happen next is not really gonna, what's going to happen next. Um, so I don't, I don't watch the news and then wring my hands and worry or whatever and just like, oh, I don't, still, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I read the back of the book. And we win. That's that old gospel song. And so, uh, so we know uh, what the Bible says about that. And uh, uh, so the, um, when we acknowledge who God is uh, and that we're living according to his plan, we can surrender to that plan. I uh, was talking with a, a preacher about uh, a, a situation and, uh, and just he's like, hey, you know, um, can I get your advice? And, uh, and I'm like, well, sure. 
and so uh, told me what's going on, and I gave him some advice. But you know what my advice is, you know, 99% of the time uh, is just trust the Lord. Stop worrying about it, because you, you worrying about it ain't going to fix anything. It ain't going to help anything. All it's doing is making you lose sleep uh, and causing you to, uh, you know, to worry about this or that. And, you know, part of it was, uh, it was an interpersonal thing, and so there was a problem with another, another individual, and they were there. And, and, in fact, while we were, while we were talking about this scenario, uh, that person comes walking by. And just like you, or I mean, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you're kind of changing the subject. Uh, and uh, because it was a sensitive type of a thing. And, uh, and uh, there are many times having those sensitive conversations and somebody would walk up and like, hey, you know, to the young person, you know, go over there. Uh, or having a serious conversation. But I say, hey, you know, you just got to, you know, and, and, and he knows that. He's a pastor. He knows he's just supposed to, we'll say things like let go and let God, uh, the little cliches. But we know uh, that God is in control. We know that he is a sovereign God. So, so why, how, do we, how do we know that, but yet we, we feel and we do the absolute opposite? Um, we're stressed out. Uh, we, we, we're trying to, trying to fix things in, uh, in our own way. And he says, well, I think I'm going to, this is my strategy. Like, you know, he says, give me some advice. I think I'm going to do this. Or well, what about this? I'm like, well, that's a, that's a great, you know, that's a great strategy. Uh, and, uh, and that probably, you know, will work or that will help and, uh, and that would be good. And, uh, but, you know, what about just kind of not doing anything? What about just, you know, let it play out? Um, you know, there's, there have been a lot of times in my life as a pastor where somebody comes, hey, do you know so-and-so? They got, you know, this is going on or there's a problem, whatever. And there's sometimes it's like, man, I got to go uh, and, you know, uh, and say something or, uh, or I got to address this problem. And it's not because I'm trying to necessarily be lazy. I'll, however, you know, that's sometimes good too. Uh, and, uh, but a lot of times problems like people go from zero to 60 to zero and I didn't even touch the, touch the situation uh, because God works it out. Uh, we know we're supposed to let God fight our battles. Uh, we know that he says, vengeance is mine, I will pay. Uh, we're supposed to pray for our enemies. We're just supposed to let God take care because he is our refuge, our buckler. He's our shield. He's our, our present help in time. He says he's going to be there for us. And, and so when we know all of that, what's the key? Well, we've got to stop. We have to be still. We've got to put our sword down for a minute and know that he is God. Um, and it is a wonderful truth. It's not, not so much just finding a quiet place. It's meaning getting your hands off of w- the problem and the difficulty and, and realizing that God has it. And we could make a hundred you know, applications and illustrations uh, in, in your marriage and with your kids and, and on and on and on. Difficult, you know, it's... it's you know, I think about my Uncle Don. Uh, my Uncle Don had prostate cancer. He, of course, he passed away. You know that. We've been praying for him. Uh, prostate cancer for a while, and it went to his bones. And, uh, and man, they tried everything. Uh, and at one point, he is like, in swearing by it, there are other people, it's it like drinking like, like food-grade hydrogen peroxide. And, uh, and, uh, and so there's, there's a thing. How many of you knew that? Uh, and uh, so you, you can, like, I mean, that's something nice to swig in the morning <laughs> uh, when you wake up, just kind of, I mean, I used to put hydroperoxide in my hair when I was a kid, and I looked like Ronald McDonald. Uh, the sun hits it and uh, turns it orange and, and, uh, and stuff, so uh, I thought, oh, you just, hi- how do you highlight, how'd you get those blonde highlights with hydrogen peroxide? So I'm like, 
uh, and uh, it didn't work out like I wanted. Um, but so, so food grade hydrogen peroxide. And, uh, but here's the thing, you know, God, God, he's a great physician. And I'm not saying don't be proactive and be holistic and whatever. And I mean, uh, you can, there's things that are going to help you. I'm not saying don't do things that help you. But what I'm saying is, is that when you go all hands on uh, in every way that you can to fight battles. Uh, and uh, now, I, I, again, I don't know if my Uncle Don made a profession of faith. I don't know his heart. Uh, but I know he didn't live for the Lord and walk with the Lord. And how would things be different if, if he went through that cancer battle uh, with the hope of heaven? And knowing, and, and knowing, just being still and stop fighting the battles and letting God fight the battle for you. And so you've got illustrations like that. And I, I've got a lot. You do as well. And uh, so uh, you think of be still and know that I'm God. It's not, it's not just being quiet and, uh, and stopping with all the hustle and bustle of life because we are busy and we're distracted, completely distracted by everything that's going on around us. It's more than that. It's, 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 it means to just, you need to let God, he is going to be exalted. So as much as I think of the things going on in the world, you know, and I think about them, and when I get to the point where it's kind of like, oh, my blood pressure's raising, or uh, I'm starting to get irritated, or, or whatever, and, and, and by the way, it's a, daily, it's a daily thing. I mean, if you want, probably one of the best things we could do uh, is, is just, I mean, I didn't look at Fox News all week uh, while, I was, while I was at camp. And um, part of it is because bad reception there. Uh, but, uh, but another thing is just like, you know, and one of the, one of the first things, I go into town, uh, had to run an errand, and I turn on Twitter, and, and we've been having heaven on earth at camp, and then you turn Twitter on, and it's like, what a knuckle brain. <laughs> but that's this, that, whatever, and you get a bad attitude, and, and, uh, and but you get back and you put it away and uh, things get a little bit better. That, uh, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom probably in us not just, just putting that stuff away. Uh, and uh, by the way, the, 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 the man that preached, uh, Addison Smith that preached about it, practiced what he preaches. And so he did away with his Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and uh, was a great example to our, to our young people. My point is this, and I'm done. Um, be still and know that I am God. Uh, is a call to all of us um, to stop fighting our own battles and remember who God is. And that's what it takes, whether it's just like just stopping for a second, catching your breath, um, and, uh, and, and, and just, you know, trying to, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, there was, uh, <clears throat> well, I'll use this illustration because I'm going to be cooking next week. Um, when we were doing the mother-daughter banquet, um, Whenever you're cooking for large amounts of people, there's a lot of stress involved because you get timing and a lot of th- things can go wrong, whatever. Well, we have a couple of smokers, um, the one at the Mission House, and we not too long ago, we bought another one uh, used. And uh, whatever happened, whether it was us not cleaning it or moving it, whatever, um, all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm like we're trying to, when you when you're, turn those things on, they're supposed to smoke, and then you, you turn them to a temperature, and the smoke goes away, whatever. These are smoking, like, bad. They're on fire, is what they were. And, uh, and we've got limited space, like, I need both those smokers. So the one, the newer one's on fire, so we're putting another one's on fire, and it's like, like um, pellets had tipped over as we're moving it or something, so it's just on fire, and I am, my blood pressure is, like, peaked out. And, and it was like one of those things where like, I'm just going to go home. 
I'm just going to let everybody, nobody's going to eat. All these ladies are going to show up. No food's done. I'm like, I'm checking out. I am out. Because it, my, the threshold for my, my stress was like two through the roof. And, uh, and so I want to fix it. So it's like, oh, I do this or that, whatever, and on. And, and, uh, and so, and all, long, long story is that we got the fires out and whatever and, and got things going again. We we're a little bit behind and doing that. But, but here's, here's where I was like, like stress through the roof stress, like heart attack kind of stress. And, uh, and, and helpless, like how do I fix, I can't fix this. Um, this is not going to work out. Uh, and then to just go, just like, well, I just gotta, I've got to let my, get my hands off it and not worry about it. So I just, I just walk back in the church and focus on something else. And you know what happened? The guys sorted it. Got thing, whatever, and it's like, you know, and then we went to push it, push it up, and knocked it, knocked one of them over, pellets everywhere, and, and I'm, for a minute, my stress are going, no, so it's cool, it's all good. And, uh, and we got through it. But isn't that like how most of the times our stressful situations work out? We get all jacked up, and then everything that we worried about, none of it happens. But in the interim, we're like jerks to everybody around us, and we're, we're you know, running our mouths and everything else. And what we have to do is like, instead of just, you know, and I'm a fixer by nature. Not like repairman fixer, please understand, like the opposite of that. Uh, but when it comes to like people things, uh, I want to fix stuff, right? Um, I, want, I want to fix things that are broken in my own life. Uh, and and, and the, the best thing that I could do most of the time is just to go, like Brother Beckham said, put your hands down. So, you know, with campers putting away their stuff and the different things and whatever and being still and finding a quiet place, all that is great. Uh, but for the campers and for moms and dads and grandpas, uh, the adults that are here, uh, we need to do the same thing. Distractions, remove those, but it's, it's more than that. What this verse really means in its context is uh, you need to put your swords down uh, and, uh, and, and, and take a look at all the stuff, he says, when he says the desolations, he says, look at all the stuff that I've done for you. And, uh, and until you realize that the battles you're fighting, you're not getting anywhere without me. I'm your refuge. I'm your strength. And what you need to do is put the sword down for a second and just really think about that. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, and, uh, and all the stuff he said. And then when you do that, I mean, it's just, you know, um, it's so liberating. Uh, it's not that you're just detached. It's just that you have someone who fights for you. You're going through life with an advocate and somebody who will fight your battles for you. And, uh, and it's, almost, it's almost like uh, like as a kid, you know, um, it's, uh, you, you know, it's like somebody's going to fight. Uh, well, I'll use, one time I was on the bus. I think I was in fourth grade. And I was just sitting there. And all of a sudden, somebody punched me right in the back of the head. Just boom, like I'm seeing stars. And, uh, and so when we got off the bus, a girl named Jessica, she was a sixth grader, beat the snot out of that kid for punching me. And, uh, and, uh, and I thought that was great, you know. And uh, she fought my battle for me. And, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that if I would have turned around or caught him coming off the bus, I would have probably got hit in the front of my face, <laughs> uh, front of my head many, many times. And, uh, and so, but it was hard. It was kind of like, mm, you know, it's like, whatever. And, uh, and it's like, what am I going to, you know, uh, and all of a sudden, 
<laughs> she took care of them. Uh, and uh, uh, and what any, anyways, God will, God will take care of the bullies in your life uh, and uh, take care of whatever the situation, the problems. You just got to let him. And uh, maybe if you just took your hands off, whatever it is, for five minutes and just and, and said, God, please, I'm being still. And you just worship him and you think about him and you run down all these things. And tonight, by the way, I'm going to be in this passage again. I'm going to give you ray, uh, ways that things that you can do when you're being still. And how you can, how you can, how you can, this is great, be still. What does that mean? But we'll talk about that uh, tonight. But today, just you, you've got a problem and difficulty. So today, just for invitation, it's like for, for a minute while you pray, just go hands off and think about God and ask him to intervene um, and, uh, and worship him and say, God, I need your help. I can't fix this on my own, and I've been trying, and it's not working, and so I'm going to be still. Uh, and, and in obedience to your word and allow for you to work, and it's hard to do. It just really is because you want to jump in. Um, but maybe, maybe best practice would be just to obey the, uh, the word of God and the Lord and just let God do it. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed today. And